This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 6th of December. In your Squeeze today, the US gets involved on the question of whether Russia will invade Ukraine, a COVID vaccine for Aussie kids, the campaign before the campaign, and defending your fish and chips. This is your Squeeze today. Starting with the international politics, because it doesn't get much bigger than a meeting between US President Joe Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin. Claire, they're due to have a video call early this week. It's all about concerns that Russia is set to invade Ukraine. Let's start by stepping back a little to 2014, in fact. Yeah, so Ukraine's Russian-friendly president was driven from power by a mass protest in that country. Uh, Russia denies it, but it's been widely accepted that Russia has retaliated uh, by backing a separatist insurgency that broke out within Ukraine, so a group of rebels who wanted to split and align with Russia. And you'd recall that in 2014, there was the downing of MH17, That was from a missile system uh, that belonged to Russia that was part of that fight in the Ukraine. Uh, 27 Australians were killed when that plane went down. Uh, A peace agreement was brokered in 2015, and the deal was that Ukraine would grant autonomy to those pro-Russian rebel regions. Uh, There's been a lot of argy-bargy in the years that have come, and of course now we see that playing out. More recently, Russia has sent armoured vehicles, electronic warfare systems and 94,000 troops to its shared border with Ukraine. On top of that, Putin has said that Russians and Ukrainians are one people. So if that's his point of view, you can understand why there's worry about an attack on Ukraine. How do we think America is going to tackle this one when the leaders chat? Well, there's a particular point that's coming up at the moment, and that is the idea that Ukraine wants to get really close to NATO. NATO is is that security agreement between the West of Europe and also North America. Uh, And for Russia, that means that Ukraine, which is on its border, just brings that security agreement a bit too close to its borders. So it seems to be the topic that those two leaders will talk quite extensively uh, about when they meet. It really seems that Joe Biden doesn't want to back down. He said that he will make it very, very difficult for Putin. I feel like we say this a lot, but there is really only one thing left to say at this point, and that is watch this space. Indonesia is no stranger to volcanic activity, Claire, but an eruption over the weekend has been devastating for parts of East Java. It has what we know is that 14 people have died, uh, around 100 people have been injured, many of those have severe burns. Uh, what happened on Saturday was that Mount Samuru erupted. It's one of those volcanoes in Indonesia that is on the brink of eruption all the time, but it's very unusual that it spews ash that far into the atmosphere and also to have lava coming down the sides. Uh, that lava has travelled up to 11 kilometres over the weekend. And if you look at pictures uh, of the 11 villages that have been covered in ash, they're buried. They're absolutely completely buried. And there are thousands of people who have been displaced. Yeah, you only have to look at the images there to know this is a real disaster. A bit about why there's so much volcanic activity in Indonesia. It sits between two continental plates on what is known as the Ring of Fire, prime conditions for active volcanoes and frequent earthquakes. 
The Therapeutic Goods Administration, the TGA, Claire, has given provisional approval for the Pfizer COVID vaccine to be administered to children aged 5 to 11 years old here in Australia. Yep. Next stop is approval by ATAGI. That's that Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation. We've come to know these TGAs and ATAGIs as we've gone through yeah. this pandemic. Uh, there are 2.3 million uh, kids in that 5 to 11-year-old age group, and there certainly are parents who are really keen to get their kids vaccinated. What Health Minister Greg Hunt says is that he expects those jabs to start rolling out from the 10th of January. The aim is to get that rolling before school goes back next year. To the ins and outs of the vaccine itself, it's exactly the same Pfizer vaccine that's been given to millions of Australian adults, but it's a much smaller dose. The TGA is also considering approving the Moderna vaccine for that age group. A decision on that expected in the next few weeks. Aussie politics now. Claire, finish this sentence and I'll give you a hint. It's not Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like <laughs> a federal election campaign. That's it. <laughs> you nailed that one. I knew what was on your mind. And yeah, you only had to look at the television yesterday and you could really be forgiven for thinking we're in the middle of an election campaign. Yeah. There was a very set piece from Anthony Albanese. He spoke to the Labor faithful in Sydney yesterday. What he said was that Labor would deliver renewal, not revolution. Uh, that, of course, is to look at locking in those Labor-aligned voters who might be wandering a bit at the moment and a bit worried about what an Albanese-led government might look like. Uh, he also detailed a $1.2 billion education and skills policy. And on Friday, Labor also unveiled its climate policy. What we know is that Labor would cut greenhouse gas emissions by 43% uh, by 2030 if they were to come into government. Uh, that can to the coalition's formal agreement on 26 to 28% reductions uh, and a forecast of 35%. So we're right in the guts of the policy debates on some very important things. We sure are. As for Scott Morrison, he went to the Bathurst 1000 and then visited flood-affected parts of New South Wales. On Labor's climate policy detail, he says Labor's target could go even higher if they have to negotiate with the Greens to get into government. And he pointed to the economy. One thing worth putting on your list, if you haven't seen it already, are the canola fields across parts of regional Australia in full bloom during the spring. It's absolutely stunning. Canada, though, Claire, has always been the world's largest producer of canola, but now it looks like we're set to take the top spot. Yeah, Canadian producers have had a really bad uh, bit of a run. They've had drought conditions there and also logistics challenges, and they're going to seed that top spot of exporting canola, it looks like, Australia is about to slide into first spot. So that's really great for our agricultural sector. Uh, it also will see prices go up because of the shortage from Canada. Uh, what some producers say is that it's almost doubled in the last few months. So lots of cash in their farmers' bank accounts as well. What it does mean, though, is that if you're a user of canola oil, it's going to be more expensive. So you've got to really feel for our very hardworking fish and chip people around yeah. 
the country. Uh, apparently, prices of that oil have gone up as much as 70%. Could mean more expensive takeaway, of course, for all of us. On the topic of fish and chips, is there anything worse than getting takeaway fish and chips and then having to literally defend your food, your, your family, yourself from aggressive seagulls, Claire? There really isn't. And if you're <laughs> uh, doing that down at the Sydney Opera House, there's some doggies that they've employed. Uh, they're on a two-year contract to keep them away. So, yeah, at least in some places you can go completely undisturbed. I wondered how they did that. I've noticed some places sort of spray the birds with water. Apparently that works. But there's some conjecture about this contract, $400,000 to keep the birds away down at the Sydney Opera House. Some say it's a waste of money. Others consider it an excellent investment. I'm not going to say <laughs> which camp I'm in. <laughs> I think I know. I'm going to, we'll have a guess a bit later. <laughs> Squeeze the day, Claire. What do we got? There is a press club address from Chris Bowen, who is the Labor spokesperson for climate change and energy called he'll have a fair bit to say and he will face the press at that press club address and answer some questions. So it'll be interesting to see how they spin that climate announcement. Speaking of campaigning, I'm also on theme today. Today is Finland's Independence Day. It was 1917 they celebrated their independence from Russia. Just a bit of trivia. Here you go. Thanks as always for listening to The Squiz. If you like what we do and you're feeling generous, Christmassy maybe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if that's how you listen and let us know what you like about it it's great to hear from you and it does help us to grow so we'd really appreciate it that's all from us we'll be back tomorrow a message now from our podcast partner hubble you know what it's like your friend recommends a great film or tv show and you're excited to check it out but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.